0: Let us be attentive.
1: O Lord, how magnificent are your works. You have made all things in wisdom.
0: Wisdom.
1: Bless the Lord, O my soul.
2: Let us be attentive.
1: The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. In those days, those apostles who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to none except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Greeks also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number that believed turned to the Lord. News of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a large company was added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a large company of people, And in Antioch, the disciples were for the first time called Christians. Now in those days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them, named Agabus, stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. And this took place in the days of Claudius. And the disciples determined, everyone according to his ability, to send relief to the brethren who lived in Judea, and they did so sending it to the elders by the hand of barnabas and Saul. peace
0: be to you, the reader Let us hear the Holy
1: Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirits.
0: The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself, and his sons and his cattle? Jesus said to her, "'Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, "'but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him "'will never thirst. "'The water I shall give him "'will become in him a spring of water, "'welling up to eternal life.' "'The woman said to him, "'Sir, give me this water "'that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. "'Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you said truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you say that Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for such the Father seeks to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will show us all things. Jesus said to her, I, who speak to you, am he. Just then his disciples came. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but none said, what do you wish, or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the city and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples besought him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him food? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his will. Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest. I tell you, lift up your eyes and see how the fields are ready white for harvest. He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here this saying holds true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, and we know that this is indeed Christ the Savior.
2: Christos Anesti. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Martha, 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 you are anxious and troubled by many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the better portion. It shall not be taken away from her." What is this one needful thing that the Lord is so insistent upon? Maybe it's just me because I've reached the age where my grandfather died. So it's certainly time for me to be thinking about the one thing needful. And perhaps you, in your own way, are puzzled about that as well. What is this one thing needful? Martha, you're troubled about so many things. You're anxious but one thing is needful. Let's spend a few minutes this morning and try to puzzle that out. What is this one thing needful? Well, we can begin by noticing how many times in the Gospels, today being an example, how many times in the Gospels You see Christ in a one-on-one situation with someone. He's not holding a rally. He's not preaching to a crowd even. There's a one-on-one relationship. And that should point us to the one thing needful. The one thing needful is to seek such a relationship with Jesus Christ, to sit at His feet, to touch the hem of His garment, to share of drink of water. That's the one thing needful. <coughs> There's something intimate, quiet, hidden in the one thing needful. And that's why so often it goes right over our heads because we're so, so busy with the many things that we don't see the one thing needful right in front of us in that intimate, hidden relationship with Christ, the one that Mary found sitting at his feet, the one that the woman with the issue of blood found touching the hem of his garment, the one that the Samaritan woman found sitting next to Christ at the well. That'd be our first clue. Our second clue to the one thing needful we can get from the psalmist because he or she understood very well that deep calls unto deep. And if we are to understand the depth of the one thing needful, we too must reach down deeply. Search the Psalms. You will find that the psalmist doesn't hesitate to make all his feelings, all his questions, all his doubts, all his sufferings known to God. There's one characteristic that the psalmist lacks. He lacks any sense of a false piety. Well, this is the way a religious person should be acting before God. As though God doesn't know already what you're truly, deeply, inwardly feeling. The one thing needful is to bring all to God. You know, we don't want to admit this, but the psalmist would admit it. You could be angry with God. He gets angry with God many times. He says, where were you? How come you left me like this? Can't you see I'm hurting? God's big enough to handle that. We're the ones too small to bring it to him. Of course, we always have to remember God says to us, I don't mind your asking. If you don't mind my saying no. (laughs) So part of the one thing needful is that sense of surrender, of acceptance, of saying, may this cup pass from me yet, thy will be done. The Irish poet William Yeats put it this way, we must lie down where all the ladders start in the foul rag and bone shop of the heart. That's the one thing needful. The intimacy, the depth, the honesty, Finally, we have another clue to what the one thing needful is. Jesus doesn't say, this is the only thing needful. We have many needs. We're very busy. I'm sure you have many plans today for Mother's Day. We have many plans for our parish. We heard about some of them last week from Father Tim when he reminded us of the Great Commission. We have much work to do in this world. As the Lord said, the fields are white for the harvest. But we can't offer what we don't have. We have to have the one thing needful if we are to share and give to others what they need. the One thing needful is that still point in a turning world, that one still point, that is the portion that can never be taken away from us. Everything else in the world can be snatched from us in an instant, except that one thing needful, that one still point in a turning world, that one place where the rag and bone shop of the heart meets the Savior, the lover, the carer, the wise, Jesus Christ. That's the one thing needful. Never before in human history has it ever been as clear, I think, as it is now, that what the world needs is that one thing needful. Mary has the better portion not be taken away from her or for any of us if we want it and need it, the one thing needful. Christ is
1: risen. Please rise.